Chief, I found Parker. Where you been? Looking for you all morning. Why don't you pay your phone bill? Mad scientist goes berserk and we don't have pictures. I heard Spider-Man was there. Where were you? Photographing squirrels? You're fired. Chief, the planetarium party. Oh, right. You're unfired. I need you. Come here. What do you know about high society? Oh, uh, well, I... Yeah, don't answer that. My society photographer got hit in the head by a polo ball. You're all I got. Big party for an American hero. My son, the astronaut. Could you pay me in advance? <laughs> Are you serious? Okay, everybody, here we are, episode 410. Wow, 410. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Happy, um, what's today, Thursday? We could um, say Juneteenth. I was going to say it's like March 85th or something like yeah, that. You're kidding, huh? Um, craziness, yeah. Um, still got the pandemic going on. Yep. Um, although it's going to be um, Darwin Saturday in Tulsa. Oh, right? man. Oh, 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 so God. much awesomeness happening. As far as idiots going to rallies. Oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, we're uh, we think everything is pretty safe, but I need you to sign this thing so that um you don't sue us if you come and hang out. Yeah, remember COVID's a hoax, but sign this NDA. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fucking idiots. So I think this is the episode where we gotta jump into stuff. So, because we've been going kind of light the last two episodes, getting getting the, our, our rhythm back and everything and figuring out this shitty, shitty failure of a mixer. Um, <laughs> let's start with this. Rayshard Brooks, the drunk man uh, in the Wendy's parking lot that was sleeping it off and not driving. Responsible, yeah. right? That's responsible. I'm too drunk to drive. Okay. Uh, regardless of what was going on, should not have been shot to death, especially in the back. Uh, yeah. So, former police officer charged with murder. Prosecutor says Brooks was no threat to police officers, and the one who shot him dead faces a potential death sentence. Really? Yes, that will never that, happen, I, I, but I love the headline. I, I don't understand if you have tasers and and stuff why why are you shooting people dead? Is this the guy who took the policeman's taser? Yes. Still no need to shoot him. And no. especially in this day and age, can they just shoot him with like rubber bullets or something like that or chase him down like shooting him a bunch of times in the back. That's just a bullshit move. That's, that's, yeah, that's like fucking cowboys didn't pull that bullshit. They, right. fucking, the, the friggin' men in, man in black had more honor than, than these modern day wannabe sheriffs do. I, well, that's the thing. They just aim. It's just like bang, 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 bang. You always see these things. It's just like, like fucking, like, let's just unload. Yeah. Completely. And like, let's just, you know, it's, you know what it is? It's like, all right, you're just keep tracking me. It's it's okay. like when you eat Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Shit. All right, so you know how they say there's a serving size of like two or three, but we all know that a serving size of Girl Scout cookies is a sleeve. I think I know what you're going for. Okay, I'm I, I do. That a clip 
is like is is, is like a serving of, of Girl Scout cookies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, they're just going to empty the whole thing out. Oh, I thought you were going with justice. Serving no. justice is is a sleeve of Girl Scout cookies, and they're giving them way too much "quote unquote" justice from the sleeve when it should be tackle him to the ground, put him in cuffs, don't lean on his neck, don't kill him, put him in yeah. the car. They are um, killing him. All those things. Uh, I what what is so absolutely unbelievable about this whole thing is there are still people being killed by cops right every country every state has is protesting against our fascist police force and they're like oh i know how to fix this let's let's shut them up with rubber bullets and batons yeah, and let's, you know, we have the caveat that, you know, this it's not all cops. I don't hate all cops, okay? But it's like I, I when we were talking about it last week. Hmm. Some people have are not good at their job, and they should not have their job. Yeah. The, when, yeah. I, when I did mall security when I was, like, 20, um, I was... I was definitely one of those people that was better in a, in a watching position. Um, like park the truck and just keep an eye on the parking lot or go up to the roof during Christmas. Cause a lot of times you would get people fighting in the parking lot and I would just watch and, and it came in especially helpful for um, shoplifters. So we could see what direction they were going or what car they got in. Right. That's, that's the stuff I liked. I really did not like the confronting um, angry people part. Um, but a, a few of the people that I worked with were rejected from being police officers. So that should tell you how unstable and power hungry those people were. Yeah. And they're just jonesing for a conflict. Yes. Yes. And that's not what it should be about. Exactly. And now, like have the standards slipped is there is there no mandatory uh therapy for people in in traumatic situations like why isn't the training longer why don't you need a college degree uh, I, I see jokes all the time about you know oh i worked in this place and i'm better at de-escalating a drunken situation than the cops are that's true. We've done it. We've we've yeah. been in situations. We were in the middle of a small riot once. Do you remember that? I wasn't for, for the um the eight mile thing. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Yeah, somebody I wasn't had there for that. I was never there when the religious zealots were there. Yeah. I was there with the chicken fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, a fight broke out between uh, two groups of people that just didn't like each other. And all of a sudden, 50 people were just beating the shit out of each other. Somebody had a knife. Somebody picked up one of the stanchions and was going to swing it at somebody. Um, And we basically just got in between them and called the officer on duty. We calmed them down before the officers got there. It's that easy. We've gotten drunk people out of the theater before. No problem. 
And, but you know what I think is really interesting about that, though? Because I think that when the police arrive, all right, mm. in the eyes of the, the, for lack of a better word, I, no, I shouldn't say bad guy. Let's say the drunk guy in this case. All right. The, so the not us yeah. person. <laughs> right. In the eyes of the, oh, my Instacart is here. Oh, my food's being delivered. Can we pause for one second? Because the first time I'm doing this, and I just want to just let her know where to drop the stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll stop it. Yeah, yeah. So you were saying? Okay, so the not us person. Yeah. Um. So when they see someone like like us, you know, managers at a movie theater come over, they know it's sort of escalated a little bit, but it's not like like we're gonna you know fight. So right. their response to us is going to be different than like. If a cop comes over, they're anticipating that the activity with the cop is going to be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say aggressive, but uh, more likely more hands-on. And this is like it's turned the situation up a level from, hey, I got yelled at at a movie theater to I was arrested at a movie theater. So I think that their behavior then sort of amps up a little bit, too. So when that behavior amps up a little bit, too, it just becomes this sort of like self-fulfilling prophecy because then, oh, then the cop amps up. And, uh, you know, so mm -hmm. I think that's why when you've got people who aren't in that, you know, police officer role for us to be able to deescalate stuff, it's going to go a little bit differently. So okay. and again, there are plenty of cops out there who are going to be able to de-escalate a situation um so but unfortunately there are also those you know the bad apples um that are gonna completely go down the wrong road and it's i'm sure it's not an easy job and i'm certainly not saying that i could do that job um but you know we have we have different tools and they have different tools, and there's different standards applied to the police than there are to the manager of the movie theater. So um, the whole dynamic changes mm. once the, the the police get involved. And um, it, yeah, I mean, obviously things just um, often get out of hand. We, I thought, for the most part, we were pretty lucky in that. Um, when things escalated, they didn't escalate to a, a really, really bad place back in our day. Right, right. Well, we had, we had to be fair. Um, be fair. We had maybe one cop out of all of the ones that we had that, like, we couldn't stand. <laughs> right? I mean, because everybody else was pretty chill. They, one of them, I remember, brought his dog because uh, he was training his canine unit, and that was oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but there was only one that was like, ugh, this guy. And it was um, somebody had reported something in a trash can, and he made a joke about it being a bomb. Like, as he's look, as we're, as we're I'm looking in, he's like, oh, are those wires? It's like, fuck you. Like, that's not funny. This was like yeah. around 9-11. Yeah, it was, it was like 2003. Like, fuck you, you dumb fuck and that's the kind of thing like i don't know you you know if the office i'm not going to name names but if the one that we all know the name of uh did it after we had known him for a, a few months then okay fine i get it i know you but this guy was his first night there like don't don't fucking do that yeah um there's a there's a uh 
what's it called? A thing, a uh, website. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and you can search um, what your your city uh, or town received from uh, the federal government uh, as far as policing stuff. And I am happy to say that both Danvers and Peabody are not even on the list. So I'm actually kind of happy. I, I didn't like the cops when I was a skateboarder. I don't, I don't run into them at all now because I'm a grown up and I'm not out there. You know, you're not doing a lot of skateboarding nowadays. No, <laughs> no, they don't, they don't make them sturdy enough anymore. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, like that's the thing. I went to I went to school with somebody. Um, there's a really good guy, and he's a cop in Lynn, and he's African American. And like, what's really cool is that like I can post stuff, and I don't have to feel bad about it because he feels the same way. But he's got the conflict of well, I am in the uniform. That's that's his personal. Right thing that he's dealing with, but he also absolutely understands where everybody's coming from because growing up he was like thinking the same thing some of these other people were thinking was, is my father going to come home tonight? You know, yeah. if he gets stopped by a cop, what's going to happen? What do I need to do? So good for him for, for straddling that line and trying to be, and I can honestly say, he really is a good guy. Um, but then we, 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 he, run, he, he and, and, and all the other quote-unquote good cops uh, would run up against the, um, the blue wall of silence. Is that what, what it's called? Um, Where it's, it's basically like you didn't see anything. Shut up. Don't you know anything about brotherhood? Yeah, I've I've read a couple articles where former policemen have have talked about running into issues after they've said something, yeah. and you know they don't get back up. They don't, you know they right. It's been like retribution, which is shitty. Which is funny because retribution is illegal, and they yeah. are enforcing the law, and that seems like a really difficult mental exercise to do gymnastics around if you're a cop. Yeah, that's kind of like counter to your brand. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like running a red light. <laughs> and then giving me a ticket for it. Like what what did you expect? Yeah. Or or I've had cases where I've been at a red light and um I've been compelled like it says no right on red. Mm -hmm. But I've been beeped at by a police car behind me. Really? Like, because I've got my signal on, right? And I'm just like, is, this feels like a trap. I'm not going to do this. That absolutely you know? is a trap. You know, it's just, what's he going to, what do you, is like at the end of the month, is, you got a quota, like, do you want to go around me? Go around me. That's, that's, you know, you do that. You've got the right color car and the flashies on the top. Yeah, do so. what all the other cops do when they don't want to stop. Put your lights yeah. on for five seconds and drive through. Oh, man. But it's that, it's those simple little abuses of power that, with no repercussions, that lead to actions that then start harming people. Yeah. 
And then that shit turns into real, real terrible shit that the entire world is now protesting. Now, what do you think? Now, protests continue. They don't get as much coverage, but I, I see things on like Facebook and Twitter and, yeah. and protests are still happening. Yeah, but it's they want it to like, all go away now. It's sexy news, so mm. that's, you know, they move on to other stuff. Right. Um, right. So how... Like, do you think this will eventually, when all the dust settles, mm. will there be real change? Like, your gut reaction, do you think so? This time... It's going to peter out. This time, uh, I'm actually kind of hopeful. Most of the time, it's that it's that Saturday Night Live, uh, Keenan Thompson gif of, ain't nothing going to happen. Um, but this time, people are livid pissed isn't even the right word the people are beyond pissed yeah. off uh brianna taylor was such a fucking disgrace yeah um, well do that no more like no law no, what was it no knock warrants is that it yeah yeah what is that how how many times there was i remember a priest was killed in his house because they were at the wrong fucking address right and, you know, I'm not I'm not big on religion, but God damn it, how do you kill a priest that's right. not well, just actively sitting, dude, abusing sitting in his house? Yeah, regardless of what his job is, like this dude's just sitting in his house chilling. Yeah, bang bang, bang. You know, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like because of everything else that's led up to this, um, people people being afraid for their lives from the police from airborne diseases uh being unemployed um having uh the ultimate fucking douchebag in office um rights being taken away like so much so much is is just i these people have these people the the protesters they this is it. This is their job now. They're going to make things change. And it's about time. And if it doesn't happen, it's going to be because they pulled a, a Philadelphia and dropped a bomb somewhere on them. Yeah. Which is interesting because a lot of people don't know what that that is. I saw an article saying that like that whole thing has sort of disappeared from history. I remember when it happened. Yeah, it's it wasn't too far from where oh. I was living until seventy seven. Oh, really? That according to uh, what my cousin had said, how she had lived close to where it was, and um, we were relatively close to her. I think I actually remember walking over to their place when I was little. Um, so yeah, I mean, if we had stayed, who knows? That's something I think about every now and then. I see the neighborhood that I grew up in and how it's run down, I guess, is a good way to um, to say. Um, and just, like, what what kind of person would I be if I was still there? Like, like it, it fascinates me to to try and think about that. I have no idea. No idea how I would what I would have become if I had stayed there. Yeah. 
could it be could could be good, could be bad. I don't know. I'm not saying one way or the other. So, but yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, there were what was it? Um, it wasn't a Black Panther group, was it? Um, I'll be honest, I don't remember all the details. Let me see. Okay, why Philadelphia had a bomb dropped on itself. It was just around Mother's Day in 1985 when a Philadelphia city government stuffed explosives into a satchel, flew a helicopter over a home on Osage Avenue in West Philadelphia, and dropped a bomb on top of it. A massive fire blazed and officials led it. Eleven people were killed, among them five children. More than 60 homes were razed, and a neighborhood was left in ruin. Mayor Wilson Good <laughs> and his top advisors at the time, including then-District Attorney Ed Rendell, approved the decision to drop the explosives. They were attempting to get rid of MOVE, a radical liberation group living in a commune. City officials characterized the group as terrorists. The dozens of people who were members of MOVE compared their leader, John Africa, to Jesus Christ. Neighbors complained for years of cult-like tendencies and uh, of members of MOVE constantly screaming diatribes out of loudspeakers, and they expressed their concerns about child abuse and neglect in MOVE's house. But MOVE, for all those years, had contended it is simply an organization, organization that hopes to revolutionize the world to rid itself of, quote, the system, a blanket term that covers police brutality, technology, and anything man-made or impure. They call MOVE their religion and feel they have been persecuted for the wrong reasons. Um, the the photos are are terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some recently because it's come up, um, you know, recently in some of the news feeds. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, you think the police have gone too far? Well, look at this. Yeah. And it's this row houses. It's, it's like... It's a, it's a, it's like a block. It's a half a block or or a full block of row houses that are just walls, partial walls, just horrific. So I don't know. I mean, little things, little things, kind of give me hope. A little bit of hope, like um, the Supreme Court's decision on LGBTQ uh, discrimination yesterday. Where they where they said yeah that you can't discriminate against those people, right? And it was a majority decision with a, a basically a right leaning um, um, court. That's amazing. That's definitely encouraging. Yeah. So I'm sort of thinking that maybe in these last three, four months, they, everybody is slowly disassociating themselves from um, orange face human piece of shit garbage man. <laughs> you pronounce president weird. I do. It's 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 a Philadelphia dialect. Yeah. Um, remember when we started this show and it was like uh, we had like uh, Savage doing his, his AM stuff and Rush Limbaugh was talking and Glenn Beck and all them. And they used yeah. to make fun of Democrats by calling them names. And I'm like, you know what? Let's not stoop to that. Well, we've passed that. Yeah, I, let's let's stoop to that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how we got to. I, I mean, I do, I do totally. 
understand how. Did you see that dumb motherfucker take a drink of water at West Point? No. So he's in the middle of talking. Yeah. He, he goes to grab his glass and he, he, he gets it halfway up to his face, makes that uh, I want to suck a dick face with the, you know, like I'm about to drink. I've never made that face, so I don't, I don't know. You haven't seen that face? I've never made that face. I didn't say, I didn't ask you if you've made that face. Oh, I've seen the face. Right, so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and and he's got it, and he, he has that O, O mouth that um, Alec Baldwin makes all the time, and he can't get the glass to his mouth, so he brings up his other hand to push it the rest of the way to his face. Wow. And then he's doing the, the single step down the ramp, and he said the ramp yeah, was very steep and very slippery. And no, it wasn't. It was the middle of the fucking day, and it was dry out. There's something wrong. Maybe multiple things wrong with him. And I don't know why it's not a bigger deal than what it is. I'll be honest. I... Um, I, I... I enjoy hating him for his policies and his personality and everything about him. Mm. Um, I would hate to find out later that, you know, oh, during his presidency, he had this, that, or the other condition, and that's what made him such a hateful piece of shit. I can't imagine what disease or affliction would be out there that would make a person such a hateful piece of shit. Um, Mm. So... I'm not racism. sure that like, racism is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But um, <laughs> so let's let's you know let's not humanize this inhuman piece of shit. No, I just want to know. Shit, I that's what it is. That's the inflection. That's the disease. I'm sure there's something in Latin that makes it sound more fancy. But piece of shitness, piece of shititis, yeah, yeah. piece of shitosis. Well, the, the thing is, if there is something wrong with him, which I, I really hope there is because I want him to suffer. I really do. Just even a little bit would be great. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, the other people around him will come out looking way worse because they would have known yeah. about it. And they did nothing. Yeah. So I can't wait for him to be forcibly removed from the White House. That would be awesome. That would be quite cool. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up today whether or not um, a two-term president could um, actually be uh, chosen as a vice president. And I I saw that. um, I saw your post about that. And that, um, that would be amazing. Oh, my God. He'd win. Joe Biden would win if he took Obama as his running mate. And can the thing he, is, I think he can do it like legally. There's, I think there's a lot of discussion in, in the abstract about whether or not it is constitutionally legal, um, but it's never been tried. So do you think so many people are eager to have a, a black woman, and I'm totally fine with that, of course. Hmm. Um, I mean, aside from you know. Obama's qualifications and his popularity and and all that good stuff um and just the sheer like fuck you-ness mm. of it um do you think it would hurt Biden at all like would some folks feel betrayed like would that hurt his 
you know, if some he, support. Just so excited. Just so about clear. The idea if he if he did what? If he chose Obama as opposed to say like a Kamala Harris or. Oh, I don't know, because because my whole idea is, um, you know, hey, this team worked great last time. Let's do it again. I mean, there might be way too much baggage, you there know, could good, be. bad, or otherwise. Um, Michelle Obama, that would be Ooh. awesome. Ooh, that would be interesting, because then you still get Obama in the White House, too, doing stuff, because, you know, the vice president, yeah. second... But just even her on her own merits. I mean, she's a ridiculously talented person. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I, was, I hadn't even gotten to what she could do. I'm just saying, you know... Obama would walk around and go, yep, going to be good to be back in the White House again. Yeah. <laughs> Still got my parking space. All right. <laughs> um... Actually, wouldn't the first thing that Michelle would do, she would go in and she would restore the vegetable garden? <laughs> well, once the Trump administration figures out that Twinkies aren't going to grow yeah. in that climate. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So... Anyway, what else is on your mind? I made a list of things. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Um, you go All ahead. Right. You go ahead. All right, I want to do a local thing first. We've done national and international kind. I want to do a local bit. All right. Uh, that's somewhat political. Um, they're tearing down statues all over the place, which I'm generally fine with. Yeah. Um, there's talk about taking down the Columbus statue, the Christopher Columbus statue in Boston, mm -hmm. and what to replace it with. Um, and there's been talk of, and again, folks who are local, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Those of you who aren't, I'll explain. Uh, replacing it with the orange dinosaur on Route 1. Uh, now, I had read the headline. Are they talking about moving the dinosaur or a statue of the dinosaur and the dinosaur landmark stays where it is? Okay. See, um, I hadn't heard of the notion of making a statue of the dinosaur. Now, let's give a little bit of background. Um, yeah. Locally, um, on Route 1, just north of Boston, mm. um, there has been for... 50 million years, and I don't want to know the actual number of years, because it's been there my entire life. The whole time, yeah. There's a, there's a really big, I guess, sculpture or whatever, of an orange dinosaur. It used to be um, on the, the property of a, um, of a miniature golf place. It was like mini golf and an yep. arcade and soft serve ice cream. Just the place you go to as a kid and you never forget, it, right? Right. And it, it, it they um they took out the mini golf and with a great deal of public outcry um the developer who put in like shops and apartments and stuff agreed mm -hmm. to um leave the dinosaur there it's still there it's still kind of a landmark and i personally i put this on facebook somewhere that i've always used it as a um sort of a this is what you text to your friends when you're going into boston to yeah. let them know how close you are right it's a landmark it's a landmark. It's just like, oh, I'm just passing the dinosaur now, which yeah. means that if you're not hitting traffic, you're about 10 or 15 minutes from downtown. Right. 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 So and it's just it's and it belongs there. If it's anybody if anybody wants to there. see it, um, they did shoot film. They did shoot some scenes at uh, at the at that golf course for I think it was Ted, wasn't it? Um, I don't remember. But if you seriously, if you just do. 
orange dinosaur. Route one, yeah. Route one, Massachusetts. You're gonna, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about. So, um, I think it should stay. I, I think it should stay there. It's it's unique yeah. to Route one. It's not a Boston thing. It's a no. North of Boston thing. It's a North so, Shore. It's a North Shore dinosaur. Yeah. If they're going to, I love the idea of them doing a um, a statue because then that it still keeps it as a local thing. It com- commemorates the dinosaur, mm-hmm. and um, you replace the statue with a statue of that dinosaur. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. So but, that but would be great. That's here's, something. But leave the original where it. It is. But and here's, quite the, frankly, here's the where I think it belongs. Yeah, here's the question I have for you though. In that space where the Columbus statue is, what meaning would the dinosaur have being there? Probably none. So take the statue down, plant a tree, and call it a day. You could do that too, yeah. Columbus never set foot on this continent, and he definitely wasn't up here. Right. You know what? Maybe, maybe, um, maybe, maybe a um, a tribal uh, Native American um, leader. You know, we have banks named after. We used to have banks named after the Shawmut tribe. This um, is true. Wh- why? Yeah. Wh- why not something a little more uh, historic? I'm sure they'll find something cool. Just leave the dinosaur where it is. Yeah, don't touch um, the fucking dinosaur. Broader, sort of dipping into our usual um, pop culture stuff. I mentioned the other day I was going to start watching Hannibal. Okay. Uh, with with Mads Mikkelsen and Hugh Dancy, and I got to tell you, it is um, it's pretty good. Hmm. I'm in the middle of the second season right now. Um, Mads Mikkelsen is just creepy enough for this. He is pretty creepy. Um, yeah, he does a really nice job of making the role his own. Hmm. Um, sometimes they do that thing where they'll put, um, like a main character in jeopardy, but you know, it's not really going to be a problem because in the whole, this sort of takes place sort of before like Manhunter before like the Ed Norton movie. Okay. So, um, or before red dragon. So whatever the Ed Norton was yeah, or one was so, but he, um, Hugh Dancy still plays the Will Graham character mm. that, um, you know, that Ed Norton played. So, you know, it's before all that. So it's before um, Lecter eventually gets captured. So, um, and I heard that season three goes, you know, they canceled the show and nobody right. knew or it was, it was a quick change. So, um, so yeah, they, um, they, uh, they do a really, really nice job of, of sort of letting, Mickelson make the role his own hmm. and still there are enough little like references to Hopkins that it um that it works. It's it's really kind of fun. But like when they put someone like Will Graham in Jeopardy or they put someone like um like Jack whose last name I can't remember, his boss basically, the one who's played by he's in the show, he's played by Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. And um, Jack Crawford is, is is the character's name that you know pulls Clarice Starling out of training. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. played by um... by that guy who's in a million things, and he's just like one of those that guy actors. God damn it! I see his face. I know yeah, him. Exactly. Oh, I'm gonna 
Uh, nobody has to write in. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. He's like one of those that guy character actors that like Craig Robinson used to be before I learned Craig Robinson's name. Well, he, he looks like... That guy who's in that thing. <laughs> he, he looks a little like Ed Harris. And he looks a little kind of like a Scott mixture of Glenn. Ed Harris and um, Ronnie Cox. Yes. His name is Scott Glenn, and he was in a bunch of movies that we all know him from, like The Right Stuff, The yeah. Keep, uh, The Hunt for Red October backdraft yeah he was one of those like guys in the like late 80s early 90s you saw him he was always one of those sort of like authority figure kind of agency guys oh yeah whatever whether, whether he was, was a, needed an agency yeah. guy to call him yeah he was so either anyway, a good fbi or a bad fbi guy right <laughs> and then there's um the character that was played by philip seymour hoffman in one of the movies, yep, yep. Um, Freddie Lowndes, like a tabloid writer kind of thing. Right. Um, in this show, she it's it's played by a woman. Oh, uh, yeah. So, okay. and, but again, it's like, but the same like idea that just a sleazy tabloid writer, yeah, uh, yeah. just looking for the story. Um, so it has enough um, enough sort of callbacks to the stuff that we really really know. In fact, there was one mm. scene where. Hannibal is is in bed with someone and it's like the morning after and a doorbell rings and she's like, oh, are you expecting someone? And, and he actually says, he goes, oh, the last person to ring my doorbell was a census taker. I just <laughs> left it. And I was just like, yes, I just roared and clapped. That was it was great. You know, so it's just one of those things that if you know the movie right. that works and if you don't, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been really, it's been really cool. It's been, it's been a really fun show to watch. I'm really curious to see how they, um, they finish it up. Cause I heard that like the third season was kind of disappointing and weird because they had to wrap things up pretty, um, unsatisfyingly. Uh, um, so I'm really, I'm really curious to see how that happens, hmm. so, but it's been, um, it's been a, a fun ride so far. That's good. That's cool. Have you seen the um, the Star Wars game? Yes. Yes. What do you think? Uh, Well, considering that Rogue Squadron was one of my favorite series of games ever, uh, give it to me now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm all I'm all in for that. Very curious to see. It's great. Uh, it looks fantastic. Mm. It's really nice to see Hera in yeah, that little yeah. trailer for it. That was great. I like the uh, the Trandoshan, the the bosky boss guy on the rebel side. That's neat. Um, <laughs> I did notice something that that could be a nice um, surprise. Um, all of the Imperial pilots have their helmets off except the one really big guy on the far left. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if if that's uh, if that's an alien under the helmet. So we'll see. But I I do really appreciate that they didn't announce it and say like coming in 2022. It's like hey, coming in four months. Yeah. All right. Good. Thank you. I like that. Um, I like that. There's a, a like a a single player mm. kind of story to it. Yeah. And it's not just multiplayer fly around and shoot stuff it's one yeah. thing i never i never really like the battlefront games because there's no mm, it's just i, I don't know i yeah. don't want to just fly around and just shoot things i won't give me a story give me stuff to do i like i like going back and forth between the two 
But, but hey, yeah. speaking of games, have you seen the the PS Five? Of course you have. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't know. It looks neat. Yeah, I think it looks. Um, it looks like what um, some parts would be if a stormtrooper was blown up. Yeah, definitely. So, but I guess there's a like a, a download only version for it. That's yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, given that you know you can now is it download to the machine or are you just playing games online? When I when I download games, it goes to a hard drive I have hooked up. Right, but they were but I I read and this was just quick mm. um, saying that the the one that is downloaded it, it's you know cheaper because it doesn't have the ssd you know drive for it and all that so it made me wonder like well what's the like what what kind of storage capacity does it have what's the deal well with, with my with my xbox one i just bought an external hard drive when i ran out of space inside i had like a i don't know was it 500 gig or a terabyte inside and um I just you just plug an outside drive in with a USB once you fill it up. Um, I know with with the Xbox, if you say the say the hard drive fails, um, you can download everything you've had, not your saves, but all the right. games are are still like if if you got it as like a free deal um, or five ninety nine or whatever, it's it's yours. No, regardless of what you paid for it, um, you can download it again. So. I will download a bunch of games that that are that are free, and then if I don't end up playing them, I'll delete them, and then later on I may be like, "Oh, I'm gonna try that out," and then it's still there in my menu as as a thing. Um, right. But I don't know. In order to play each game, I I th- you know I I believe they talk to the internet. I've never actually tried to disconnect it and see what will start up. So. I don't know. I think everything's connected anyway. So yeah. So, but if, uh, if if the Xbox does a download a digital only, I may actually I may actually do that one because I was against it for so long because like I like having the physical stuff, but now I'm like I don't want to store this shit anywhere. I don't want to worry that it gets chewed up or scratched. So yeah, yeah and it loads faster. I don't know if it's because I'm like getting older and I want less shit around my life, mm. you know. But like, I download books to my Kindle. The only physical books I'll buy will be like when John Irving comes out with a new book. I'll buy the physical book, oh, but yeah, I'll yeah. also buy the Kindle version because you know that's just easier to read when I'm laying in bed. Right. Um, CDs. I can't think of a, the last CD I bought, and uh, um, so I I haven't bought. I don't think I've bought music in, I don't know, five years. If I've bought a CD in the last five years, it's because it was an album that isn't available. Yeah. And then I've ripped it right into the computer. So that's it. It's more like a like when, when I had that crash, when the hard drive, I lost all of the stuff I'd accumulated. I lost in 2012. Um, I'm still like remembering stuff I had. And um and 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 getting it in there, but a lot of the stuff that I don't remember, I don't I don't clearly don't need. So that's fine. And I was I was for the longest time against digital everything, but movies, games, all of it. Um, it's stored right on this desktop here. So 
Yeah, and you can get stuff everywhere, which is so yeah. good. It's like, oh, I started watching this the other day on my computer. Let me watch it. Ten more minutes of it on my phone while yeah. at the bank or whatever. And the only redundancy I have at this point is um, Ellen has an I a photos library on her computer, and I have one on my hard drive. So we each have a redundant copy of the photos library um on separate external hard drives so every photo we take gets uploaded to dropbox to camera uploads and then we pick a day where we're like okay upload the photos and then we just delete them all out of dropbox after once they um once they get into our photo libraries and then i know i have a backup yeah and that's it that's that's all the movies are replaceable and stuff but you know, we lost. I lost like a year's worth of pictures of the girls, and uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, so, that sucks. Yeah. Yep, but that's all right. So, 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 so. you uh, you heard about people changing the names of stuff? Pancake syrup. Yep. Rice. Yep. About well, fucking time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I, I I think so. It, you know what though? It's like it because <laughs> it's companies doing it. Yeah. You know, I just I I have you know, like the sincerity of it all is pretty dubious. You know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's for commercial reasons. You know, as if they just woke up and it's just like, oh. It just so happens in the midst of all of the stuff that's going on with racial politics in America, we at Aunt Jemima decided that this wasn't a good idea anymore. You know what, though? They, they, I, w I was thinking about it. They didn't have to do or say anything. You know, they could have just sat there like that monkey meme that just looks at you and looks away. And they could have just been like, yep, we're just food over here. We're fine. Just nobody look at us. But they came right out and they're like, all right, yeah, this is done. So, good. But it's, you know there was a meeting. There was a meeting somewhere where somebody said, we need to get in front of this before people start calling us out. It was strategic and not necessarily altruistic. Yeah, but let me ask you this. If it gets done, does it matter? I they, mean, in the long mm, run. Big picture... You know, I think I think it it's good. If it was an individual, if it was a person, um, like like that band, Lady Antebellum. That's yeah. that's more of a uh, we need to we 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 need to do this because uh, people are gonna remember us all of a sudden and we're gonna be fucked. Um, and then they would they would be done. They'd be gone. Um, I would imagine within weeks cancel culture would find them and just they're done um i would i would worry more about i don't know this the sincerity of an individual doing it over a company because a company has to protect itself i mean that's a lot of people that are employed so you gotta there's a there's a huge picture and getting in front of it to save jobs and to do the right thing because i mean ultimately they are doing the right thing 
right? Right. So to do the right thing and and keep these people employed, even though you know they could go to I guess a different branch of, you know, one of the seven companies that run everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just keep thinking. Well, they didn't have to do this, but they stood up and said, "Hey, look at our racist mascot. Uh, we're going to get rid of it." So. I don't know. It's it's one of those things. Like, if police brutality ends, do we really give a shit what the reason is that the cops give that they stopped, as long as they stop? Nope. I I agree with that. It's what do you think of the licensing idea that they've come up with for for policemen? What I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, there's a there's a notion out there that police should be licensed okay. to do what they do. Um. Before they before they get a job, like a like any number, like mechanics or hairdressers or plumbers, they have to get a license. And right. If they behave badly, they lose their license and they can't do that job anymore. Oh yeah, absolutely, sure. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. But any any judging body of their behavior needs to be made up of um, a, a completely independent group of people that aren't influenced by uh, local politics or the police union. Right. So you should actually send that to a completely different state to be reviewed. You could actually have a governing body that just reads facts and no names. Yeah. Or just make it a a community board of of you know, don't even make it governmental, make it like a a citizens board. Yeah. To review that. And again, they just review facts and it could be from any town. You know, you live in, you know, you live in Ipswich. You might get a case that's from Worcester, you know? Yeah. And then it's literally, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. This guy, this guy fucked up. All done. Take the license away. So, or I mean, you just, you know what? It shouldn't even, you could do it so that it doesn't even come down to people you just this is a checklist did this happen right yes or no yeah I mean, violations a chokehold is a chokehold is a chokehold right you know you right. do a chokehold you lose your license that was something yeah. that I, that i was thinking about earlier while we were talking about this is is the cops executing these people murdering them is it, it's it's let me let me let me gather my thoughts to get this to get this right it's um well it's an abuse of power clearly but it's um it's skipping over the judicial process right um they're overstepping their bounds they're they're only in the most grievous of circumstances should they have to defend their own lives and when you become judge and executioner what the fuck why are you still working you know that's that's above your pay grade <laughs> i don't i i don't i don't understand i don't understand how how people aren't held accountable how no i do understand i'm disgusted that people aren't held accountable there i'm disgusted is. that the police unions um um, defend these people when they are clearly performing criminal acts on the street. Um, bad cops are allowed to operate. Good cops are silenced. Uh, 
or fired or killed even um i'm not i'm not you know saying it's a it's a 70s gene hackman movie but if you're not supplying backup to somebody um that kind of feels like you know accessory to murder if the person gets killed yeah but I, I'm all for the licensing, and I also think that there should be way more training. I mean, you're out there with access to a shotgun, SWAT weapons, military equipment, and um, you're carrying a handgun everywhere you go. You need to know what 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 you're doing. You need to you need to be the calm voice in every situation. Not the excitable asshole with the buzz cut that thinks he's he knows what's going on. Right. Uh, maybe maybe the the process for becoming a cop needs to be completely revamped. Um, the 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 mental testing uh, needs to be more rigorous and should probably go into their background a little more. You know, you remember when we had that one person that worked for us and he wanted to go work for the FBI and they came and interviewed us? No, I don't remember that. Um, they asked about, you know, basically his, who who he is as a person, what we think of him, how he represents himself, and they dug deep. And that was for an entry-level FBI job. Who was that? Text me his name. I don't, I don't, I don't know... I don't remember his name. We called him Captain America. Oh, I don't remember that at all. He was a good guy. I remember that. I don't remember his name. Because he wasn't there. He wasn't there that long, but he was um, traditionally handsome, and he was a hard worker, and he was always laughing, and he was a good kid. Um, huh. Yeah, I honestly don't remember his name. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, crazy. I, um, we're talking like twenty someone, years ago now. Someone we all liked. Yes. Huh. Yes, we were. We I remember we were all very encouraging of him to um to go for it. I don't remember being very encouraging to anybody or anything. No, you would. You you like this kid. Anyway, all right. Anyway, I believe you. Anyway, yeah. um. So why isn't it the same process? Uh, surely, surely some of some of uh, some people would would be willing to go around and make phone calls and do that. We have contact tracing for the virus, so once once that's over, why can't we have people going around making phone calls, checking up on people's backgrounds? Yeah. Well, what ends up what ends up happening is that you know it gets into the politics, and all politicians want the votes of the of the unions, and the unions say, well, you know what, let's maybe not have this rule, and, you know, so it gets, it yeah, gets and I'm all thinking, about stuff that has nothing to do with, with the work. I'm thinking maybe police unions are too powerful now. Yeah. It's funny how every business wants to uh, bust up unions except for the police union. Right. Kind of makes you think. Makes I don't know go, about what, hmm. but it's it's definitely weird that Mr. Um, Mr. Union Buster President 
loves the police union. I don't know. Yeah, he thinks they're badasses. Yeah, that guy would. Some know. are. I know some cops who are total badasses, but they don't. They're not dicks. They're not that guy that was on the news whining like a crybaby about it. Did you see that guy? Yeah, did yeah, but did you see the version of that video where someone intercut? Oh yes, that was great. Oh yes, that was the best thing I ever saw. That was so good. So for anybody that hasn't seen it, um, the one of the police union guys in New York was um, whining, basically whining about uh, there's no the, the the shine's still on this badge. Why are you treating us like animals? We're not animals. We should be treated with respect. And I'm thinking. Yeah, that's kind of what the protesters are saying. Stop fucking beating them up, you stupid buzz-cut, egg-headed motherfucker. And um, basically, everybody laughed at him. And then somebody intercut after every time he would say, we need to be treated with respect, it would show them shoving a 75-year-old man to the ground or hitting a defenseless woman with a stick. There was a woman that got kicked so hard in the stomach, she miscarried her baby. Yeah. I mean, come on, how many people got hit with rubber bullets and lost eyes? Yeah, yeah. And I saw how those rubber, the rubber bullet, apparently there's, um, they're supposed to be like fired at the ground. so They bounce up to someone. They're not supposed to be, you know, two feet away and shot in the face. Right. They're shooting them straight at people. They're not, they're not using them the way they're, they're intended to be used. Fucking people. Like, are you fucking bastards? I just, I just like, this has been a complaint for decades, literally decades, if not a couple of centuries. And they respond by getting worse. Yeah. It makes no sense. So I was talking with the girls and I said, all right, so I've been, I've been trying to catch up on, on everything that the protesters are saying and what the people that support them are saying. I said, girls, it's no longer enough for us to be not racist. We have to be anti-racist. And they're like, aren't we? I'm like, well, yes, but if we see someone doing something racist, we have to speak up about it. And I have the perfect thing. I read this somewhere else. It is not my idea, um, but I am going to use it because I'm the kind of person with my size and build that I think could pull it off. And it, it was, it was a, it was the story was uh, a woman was in McDonald's yelling obviously at at the the person behind the counter who forgot her fries or some stupid shit, right? And this huge biker dude slams his hands on the table and yells, I'm a day out of jail and I already have to kill a motherfucker. (laughs) And I thought, if I did that, holy shit, I would win. (laughs) I would win the racism fight. (laughs) So that's my, that's going to be my go-to if I see anything. And I'm going to scare him. Because it's not actually a threat. Because they're just assuming I'm talking about them. Yeah. And you're just one more maniac at the time yelling some crazy, weird shit. Right. And how could it be truthful? How could it be an actual threat if I've never actually been in jail? Right. So that's my defense. My defense is uh, this person was being an asshole and I wanted them to shut up. 
That's perfectly valid. So that's that's my plan if I ever see anything. Unless there's like, you know, 12 of them. Then I'll have to actually murder somebody. So that's fine. Whatever. So much hate. I just don't understand. Oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to use uh that that syrup or that pancake stuff anymore. Like, like who gives a shit what you think? Oh, it's that time. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> yep. So yeah, the the girls are. Uh, we're, we're, I'm trying to keep them up to date on what's going on, but also not overwhelm them and give them existential dread for the rest of their lives. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. No. Um, but the great thing is, when they were in school, is that when when like say say there's a group of kids walking. And I have the girls in the car and um, they're like, oh, there's my friend, whatever, pick a name. And I'm like, oh, which one? Describe them. And they, they, they think hair color and clothes, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm amazed because when I was little, like it's, oh, it's the Asian kid. Cause <laughs> not to, sound racist but that is the easiest identifier if it's one asian with a whole bunch of white people and but that's that's wrong right i mean that's not how we should do it true and the girls don't do that they really don't and because their their our our city has become way more diversified um when i was growing up it was greeks uh, Catholics <laughs> and um, Irish and um, Jewish people, and that was pretty much it. And now we have there's Albanians um, and and a lot of um, uh, people from Spanish speaking countries. Uh, too many to go into, um, and it's great because. First of all, the kids are learning how to swear in all these different languages. Um, that's, you know, that's very important. But they have fun. They have fun with it. They're actually learning. Um, uh, Ripley is very excited to learn Spanish so she could talk to her friends. Um, I didn't have anybody growing up that I could speak another language to because we all just spoke English. Um, and they don't they don't see any of it like that. Like, like you can be gay and out in sixth grade without an issue. That's yeah. That's, that, that is the biggest thing. I remember when, um, when Olivia came out yeah. and one of her friends also, um, came out and it was just, it was amazing to me because in, when I was a kid, that was never going to happen. No, no. For never. fear of getting beat up like you're in a Stephen King book from the 50s. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Say say what you want about Generation Z. I don't give a shit. I am really proud of how they are just 
doing the opposite of what all the other generations did. Uh, I'm amazed. They don't. They don't hate anybody. They hate it. They hate people on an individual basis. Like, oh, you're the one that is always telling lies or causing drama or spreading bullshit rumors or whatever. That's perfectly fine reason to not like somebody. Right. So they'll be a little bit more, I don't know, I don't want to say selective, but they've got better reasons than, oh, yeah. they look different than I do. Right. You know, And that's, I think, how we should, you know, agree or disagree with people is based on how they represent themselves. Right. So when it all circles back to don't be an asshole. Yeah. Content of your character. Right. Yeah. They're kind of a whole generation of like when a when a four-year-old tells you you're ugly, you're ugly. There's no filter. There's just, that's, you know. So if you're being an asshole, kids these days are going to be like, yeah, I got no use for him. He's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. They, my girls are, are very reluctant to come out and say mean things about people um, because we taught them be nice. Be, uh, you know, the roadhouse theory of, of, of life. Be nice oh. until it's time to not be nice. Yeah. And um, it kind of went too far into the be nice territory. Rip is uh, uncomfortable uh, being mean to people. Which is fine, because we have time to work on that. Um, I'm not saying be mean, but it's more like a stand-up-for-yourself yeah. kind of thing. Um, but the fact that she's doing incredibly good in school, and she's she's the teacher says she's doing great with her saxophone, um, gives her the confidence. Because, you know, the diabetes and the acne she's getting is kind of, uh, I don't know, the, she says the acne doesn't bother her. Um, but she does comb her hair so that it covers it up on her forehead. So, right. eh, but that'll pass. It'll all, it'll all pass. And, uh, she'll come out the other end just fine. I'm just, you know, very concerned about the next, uh, let's say six to 12 months because I'm wondering if we're going to come out <laughs> the other side. Okay. We will. No, I mean we, the human race. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who knows? Bring on the murder hornets. That sounded interesting. I, You know, I'd rather take murder hornets than a virus any day of the week. At least you could see those fuckers coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. There are a couple of people I wouldn't mind seeing writhing around on the ground after they get, you know, yeah. get stung. Now I we have, um, next thing up is uh, Saharan dust storms uh, coming next week. All right. So that's, uh, I made a joke, but not really a joke about the um, African ancestral ghosts coming to um, exact their revenge, complete their unfinished business on the racists, sandblast them off the face of the earth. <laughs> so let's go. Let's do that. Fine. Why not? Why not? Because it's going to be up here in, in the Northeast. It's going to be triple E in another couple months. Another couple weeks, I should say. Um, yeah. Eastern equine encephalitis spread by mosquitoes. So another reason not to go out of the house. And we have two swampy areas because they're wetlands and they have to be preserved right near us. So fucking yay. On the other hand, though, that does mean that we have bats, which is nice. 
because I like watching the bats fly around. <laughs> so we put up a bat house, but I did read it can take a couple of years for them to actually find a place. And uh, but we got to take it down because the house is going to get sighted, so we're probably going to put it up on a pole instead. Um, has to be like at least fifteen feet off the ground because you know they need a a flying start. I guess they drop out of the bat house Dracula style and go. So, That's cool. Yeah, it'd be nice to have some bats because they're. They need help, so we'll see. Bats. I don't know. I gotta say, though, all these protesters that are out there day after day, Jesus Christ, good for you. I get tired reading about it because, like, I don't I don't move. Um, and I, I think I'd said to Bill, I'm like, I'd go, but the minute they bring out the tear gas, I'd die. Because oh, completely. the gas would kill me. And um, yeah. while I do uh, totally, totally am on their side, um, I don't want to die. I can't outrun the cops. I can, I, can, I, I can barely walk my dog because I've, I've gained a bit of weight and my back hurts. And, you know, I might have a toe that goes numb every now and then because I'm not taking care of myself. You well, know. you should do that. I should, and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, fuck, this is this is getting bad. But it's real easy to just sleep and then sit and watch <laughs> movies and, and and do stuff like that. I don't know. I know. Because of the way we have things configured at work, um, bringing things like orders from sort of a, literally across the store to people at the door, Yeah, I'm doing like sixteen to 18,000 steps a day. Nice. So I'm walking literally like I'm walking like six or seven miles a day. My doctor was thrilled. That's good. That's so good. He was. Um, it was so funny because like he, I had my physical a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know he did blood work and we, you know, we had talked before that. But he calls me like later, and like the next day with results from blood work. He's mm. just like, yeah, everything, everything, you know, the, the blood looks good. Your cholesterol level is, is super low, and he's just, you know, just. Things look look really good. I'm like, all right. I said, you sound a little surprised. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got that? <laughs> and he just goes, well, I go, come on, man. <laughs> he goes, I was happy to hear that you're walking around a lot. He goes, I'm glad the new knee and the new hip are, are working out. Good. I'm like, yeah, but I'm starting to feel the other hip is probably uh, a year away from replacement. So, uh Starting to feel that. So, yeah, I'll be a robot soon. So, can't wait for that. It's not necessarily a bad thing. No, right, exactly. It'll it'll help me, um, you know, when our robot robot overlords from Boston Dynamics yeah. start yeah. showing up. I think that's about, um, what is that, about seven to eight weeks away? God, I hope so. They'd be more rational. Right? That would be cool. As long as they're not like alt, all Ultron-y and shit and be like, oh, the only way to fix the human race is to exterminate the human race. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, that settle would be down, a guys. For settle me, down. I yeah. think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that would, be, uh, that would be a big, huge bummer. It would. So. <laughs> oh, anyway. God, what do you think's going to happen next? Any predictions? I, um, 
I'll be really, really interested to see what this rally sounds like on Saturday. Yeah. Um, that'll be really interesting. Um, I'm really interested to see what kind of protests are going to be going on outside mm-hmm. of the rally and how they're going to be, you know, squashed by the foot soldiers. So I get a yeah. feeling that this weekend is going to be a little insane in and around Tulsa. Yeah. What, what, a. so was, do you think it was Jared or Stephen Miller that told Trump he needed to do it on, oh, uh, totally on, on Juneteenth? Totally Miller. Yeah. He's, uh, Oh my God. He's such a fucking asshole. He's, he's young too, which is yeah. really scary. Like, Motherfucker. Who hurt you? Like he I was could whole in college too, from what I've read. Yeah, like, he's I, just been an asshole. I could totally you know? get it if it was um, Mitch McConnell or somebody that was like, "Oh, you should, you should do it in Tulsa on, on June nineteenth because of this." And Trump would be like, "Yeah, that's a brilliant idea." But you know, you know, Miller, his whole thing was more sinister than yeah. than yeah. just riling up the other side. You know, Miller's like. That creepy kid, like from an orphanage, that when the authorities go back to the orphanage to talk to the nuns yeah. about what he was like as a child, there's like the head nun sitting behind the counter going, Oh, yes, Stephen. And it's just like, Oh, this is going to be good because you know that he was killing small animals when he was eight. Yeah, yeah. See, I picture it sort of the same scenario, but as the cops pull up to the orphanage, it's on fire. (laughs) So they can't ask anybody any questions. He's got a real horror movie villain like thing going on. And I don't understand how somebody can be that hateful and, 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 like, do we do we hate his wife or feel really bad for her? I think hate. No, yeah, yeah, I I, I do because there's no excuse, no excuse for no. her sort of being a part of that. You know, you're either part of the solution or part of the problem. Yeah, and they're just pieces of shit. Yeah, I, I'm real so- curious to see what kind of what kind of charges are brought up against people after this whole thing because you know trump's going to sell everybody down the fucking river completely yeah i don't know i it just it just better end in january it better be over oh god i hope so it's gotta be right <sighs> these next few months are critical it depends how he handles all this stuff i don't think he has enough of a base anymore for him to win because if if Florida is coming out with thousands of COVID cases, I mean, Florida's a huge swing state. And if a bunch of people get sick, and it's just going to, people are going to be like, oh, oh, oh holy shit, uh, he was wrong. But also, there's sort of like that whole kind of like, I don't know, there's not enough time for all the dumb followers to die well that's true 
which is a horrible thing to say, but I'm hey, okay. Hey, if you it. go outside in the middle of a pandemic without a mask and you get sick, I don't have sympathy for you. But if you took all precautions, then yeah, I will have sympathy for you. Yeah. A, a woman that, that Ellen works with, her mother died from it. And that's the closest well, we've got right. to it, which is... Um, which is, we're, I'm thankful that's the closest we got, but I feel bad for her. But you know, it's the it's the older people, it's the seniors, and if and the seniors are the ones that are, you know, the powerful voting block in Florida. If they're the ones that that see, oh, our governor and president didn't protect us, fuck him. I, I can see I can see this just going the wrong way for Trump. God, I hope so. It almost kind of feels like he's he's ready to just throw it with some of the dumb shit he's been saying. I don't think like, he's won. Like, there's, there's a vaccine for AIDS. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah, he, that said, he, said, he said there's a vaccine for AIDS, and uh, I'm pretty sure all the AIDS vaccine researchers uh, were very relieved to hear that. <laughs> so like, well, who, just why like, didn't they fucking okay. tell us? We could have stopped. For AIDS. And I'm not giving it to you until I get reelected. Yeah. Ugh. Now there's rumors going around that he asked China for help. And my guess is China didn't give him help. And that's why he's so pissed at China. I don't know. Just so much stupid. He's such a fucking criminal. Yeah. And the evangelicals love him, which to me just says the evangelicals are the worst denomination of, of Christianity. It just makes no sense. No. No. Uh, so what kind of money are they raking in, I think, is what it comes down to. Fucking people. Yeah. Fucking, I don't, I don't get it. Like, follow, follow I read, a, I read a, a post, it was a conversation between a couple of uh, virologists and epidemiologists, and like, hey, the state's opening up. Um, are you going to go and do outside dining? And they're like, fuck no. Yeah, I know, right? And I'm like, okay, well, uh, until they they until they feel comfortable going out, I will I I will follow their lead. When when you know a virologist or two or ten says, yeah, you can go out once, I'll be like, okay, I'll go get pickup. <laughs> I'll do the drive through. But if the people that are that are, are front and center and have studied this shit. They're saying, "Yeah, I wouldn't go out." That's a that's a that's a hint. Well, it's like people are just like, "Oh, so you're just gonna you're just gonna listen to the people at the CDC and do what they say?" Yes. Yeah, yeah. One, this one is what they do. This is their fucking job. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm. Yes, I'm going to. Yeah. Thank you, John McCain, for bringing Sarah Palin into the fucking conversation and ruining <laughs> experts' opinions. I just gotta follow what they say. The people who've been studying this shit for twenty years. Yeah, I'm gonna go with them. Yeah, got it. Thanks. You know, yeah. I'm just I'm not gonna really follow the advice of you know someone who spent a lot of time on YouTube. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, you read an article and you say you can go outside. Done my research. All right. Fucking. Let's see, because this is okay. this is Day of the Dead. You open That's the door. I'm going to be yeah, behind four not. other doors. You go outside and we'll see how it goes for you. Oh, my God. <sighs> Some virologists were studying um, a simulated plague in World of Warcraft. Um, and and their, re their, whole, their whole conclusion was 
or or the players said something. Somebody involved with with the study, I think, said this kind of thing would never happen because people aren't this selfish. And basically, the virus people just continued to do what they wanted to do. The the virus spread throughout the game, uh, fake virus, obviously. Um, but then all uh, they everybody died, and they're like. Yeah, well, clearly look at the world right now because people are that stupid and selfish. And they will spread the virus for no fucking reason other than they want to go out. I want to go out, but I'm sitting at home recording with you and I'm going to go um I'm going to go to a uh, um West living room for the rest <laughs> of the night and uh check that shit out and see what's going on because I'm not an idiot. And I, it, I might actually hop in my car and swing by Kelly's and get some clams. But otherwise... But that's drive-through. And you yeah. put a mask on, and it's fine. Because it's a quick interaction, and I'm sure they're wearing a mask, too. Oh, yeah, they totally do. But it's not like you're in Florida, and you're going to go to a bar with 50 other people, not wear a mask, yeah. and be like, Well, I could go to a bar now. Um, what was it? There was, like that, there was some CNN article about these girls who went to a bar, four of them, they all got COVID. Yeah, no shit. Like... It's like, yeah, of like, of course, Obviously. You have no sympathy for you, and you'll probably survive. But who knows how many people you came in contact with who are going to get it, right. and then they're going to give it to people, and that's how this stupid thing works. Yeah, uh, did you see the picture of the lung that was removed from a from a patient? No, I don't want to see that. No, no, you don't. Um, no. If you thought um, a cancerous lung looked bad. Um, I've seen that. Okay. I saw that on my mom. You know how you get some people get those really rough scabs and then they get wet and they slide off and there's that there's that that whitish material between the new skin and the and the and the scab. Yeah, I told you I've been watching Hannibal. Yeah. So it's like that, but if it was made out of foam and it was bubbly and it was charred a little bit like it's the most disgusting thing i've ever seen from somebody's body and this is what that's what happens to your lungs it, it, the virus it's not it's not its intention if it had an intention is not to um multiply itself it's to kill whatever it's inside yeah and it will do that if given the chance it wrecks your lungs and you're going to have health problems most likely for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. That shit lingers. Yeah. And people some, are catching it again. Somebody caught it for the third time. Oh, man. So there's no there's no inherent immunity inside of your body when it happens. There's no antibodies that can fight it off a second or third time, it seems. At least not in some people. It's it's scary. It's some scary shit. Yeah. People have there've been some people with double lung transplants. And you know the people dying of COVID can't donate their lungs. So that's a lot of lungs we're going to need. Yeah. Oh man, it's so scary. It is. It is. I am not fucking around. I am in I am impatient and I like to have shit right now. But I'm not fucking around with this one. Like I'll drive, I'll go out and drive in a blizzard, because it's just me. 
If I go out and drive in a blizzard, yeah, my kids will be sad if I die. But I won't inadvertently kill them if I get hit on the road. You know? I can't I can't bring home a car accident. Yeah, it's this is different. You never know if you got it. You never know if you're given it. It's oh, yeah. Fuck it. yeah. Yeah, anybody that's out there working now, uh, fucking hats off to you if you haven't got sick. Jesus Christ. That's me. I I I, I yell at at least one person a day to put on your mask. Really? Oh, sorry, it's in the car. All right, well, you know what? I'll wait. Yeah, so are you. You're in your car. Go. You should go to your car and get it. Oh, can I just grab my coffee? No! no. That literally was a conversation I had today. And that's literally how I responded. No! <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go get some clams. Now I'm jonesing for it. Yeah, I gotta go eat something too. So everybody, support your businesses that are hurting. Wear your masks. Be kind. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, really been the mantra for the last ten years we've been doing this. So yeah, be anti-racist. Don't be. Don't just be not racist. Yeah. And honestly, look to the younger kids if you need an example. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, there's a generation out there that's sort of got their shit together in this way. They they see something wrong, and they know how to use social media to fucking mobilize. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we raised them to be like, okay, you got to be tolerant of everybody. And they're like, all right. <laughs> and, they, and they're doing it. Like, good, yeah. for, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, they're not going to have the inherent, you know from from movies from the 60s or 70s or 80s you know the inherent you know gay jokes and in in you know showing african americans as underachieving or anything like that 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 we watch movies now and i'm like wow wow this is what we watched wow yeah and um you know it's funny when i was watching clueless that kind of mm. came up because there's one character who you discover is gay, yeah. and that's um, it's really interesting how they handle it because it's 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 not great the way mm. they do it, um, so it's it's a little cringeworthy. I wouldn't say it's awful, but it's definitely sort of something that if it, if you were to rewrite that scene today, you would need to you would need to make some considerable changes to that scene. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why. That's why um, when I was watching that the Shira show on on Netflix with with the girls, like orientation and attraction and body image and all that stuff, it's never brought up, except for oh, this character is attracted to that character. That's it. Yeah, it was. It was it's not a big deal because those people just exist in a world where it was never a fucking problem, and it was so refreshing to see. And I still am waiting to see all of the bullshit people complaining about the series, but I haven't seen a lot. And the show has a lot of gay characters. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, we need stuff like that to show everybody that um, who you who you decide to go home with doesn't matter as much as what you do. Yeah. How you be, how you treat other people. Yeah. So, I don't know. Until next week, 
We've done our preaching. Well, I don't know. Is it preaching or is it just stating the obvious? Yeah. Don't be a dick. And and when you see someone else being a dick, just call them out on it. Yeah. Hey, being a dick. Yeah. 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 Uh, No more devil's advocate. Yeah. So. Unless it's unless it's a theoretical metaphysical argument, you can do that. That's fine. Yeah. But if it's yeah. like all lives matter, that's not devil's advocate. That's just being a fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly. I'm so. trying to remember the people in my timeline that say, you know, all lives matter. So on 9-11, I can write all buildings matter. Ugh, just it's... to piss them off. <laughs> so anyway, that's a joke. I don't give enough of a shit about those people to even come back at them. Right. So It's not worth it. No, not at all. Not at all. All right, we'll be back next week with uh, the results of the Tulsa riots, I guess. Yeah, we'll hear about the Tulsa tussle. (laughs) That's fine. I said it copyrighted. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. So I've I've been seeing a lot of things talking of the people making commentary. Um, Interestingly enough, the ones I've noticed that have been making the commentary are wealthy black people making the commentary about we should not be... um, rioting, we should not be looting, we should not be tearing up our own communities and then there's been an argument of the other side of we should be hitting them in the pocket, we should be focusing on the blackout days where we don't spend money Um, but you know, I feel like we should do both and I feel like I support both and I'll tell you why I support both I support both because when you have a civil unrest like this, there are three type of people in the streets, there are the protesters There are the rioters and there are the looters. The protesters are there because they actually care about what is happening in the community. They want to raise their voices and they are there strictly to protest. You have the rioters who are angry, who are anarchists, who really just want to fuck shit up. And that's what they're going to do regardless. And then you have the looters. And the looters almost exclusively are just there to do that, to loot. Now, people are like, well, what did you gain? Well, what did you get from looting? I think that as long as we're focusing on the what, we're not focusing on the why. And that's my issue with that. As long as we're focusing on what they're doing, we're not focusing on why they're doing. And some people are like, well, those aren't people who are legitimately angry about what's happening. Those are people who just want to get stuff. Okay, well then... Let's go with that. Let's say that's what it is. Let's ask ourselves why in this country in 2020, the financial gap between poor blacks and the rest of the world is at such a distance that people feel like their only hope and only opportunity to get some of the things that we flaunt and flash in front of them all the time is to walk through a broken glass window and get it. That they are so hopeless that getting that necklace, getting that TV, getting that change, getting that bed, getting that phone, whatever it is that they're going to get is that in that moment when the riots happen and if they present an opportunity of looting that's their only opportunity to get it we need to be questioning that why why are people that poor why are people that broke why are people that that food insecure that clothing insecure that they feel like their only shot that they are shooting their shot
by walking through a broken glass window to get what they need. And then people want to talk about, well, there's plenty of people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and got it on their own. Why can't they do that? Let me explain to you something about economics in America. And I'm so glad that as a child, I got an opportunity to spend time at PUSH where they taught me this, is that we must never forget that economics was the reason that black people were brought to this country. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Do you understand that? That's what we came to do. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Now, if I right now, if I right now decided that I wanted to play Monopoly with you, and for 400 rounds of playing Monopoly, I didn't allow you to have any money, I didn't allow you to have anything on the board, I didn't allow for you to have anything, and then we played another 50 rounds of Monopoly, and everything that you gained and you earned while you were playing that round of Monopoly was taken from you. That was Tulsa, that was Rosewood, There are those are places where we built black economic wealth, where we were self-sufficient, where we owned our stores, where we owned our property, and they burned them to the ground. So that's 450 years. So for 400 rounds of Monopoly, you don't get to play at all. Not only do you not get to play, you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against. You have to play and make money and earn wealth for them, and then you have to turn it over to them. So then for 50 years, you finally get a little bit and you're allowed to play. And every time that they don't like the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your cards. They burn your Monopoly money. And then finally at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now at this point, the only way you're going to catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But what if every time you share the wealth, then there's psychological warfare against you to say, oh, you're an equal opportunity higher. So if I played 400 rounds of Monopoly with you and I had to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, every time that I played, I, if you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood. How can you win? How can you win? You can't win. The game is fixed. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have. That if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge.